Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to a new edition of the Cards Cast. I'm Cardinal Authority senior writer Michael McGammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling and Jody, this one, it's all about baseball. We're nine weeks into the college baseball season. Louisville, Dan McDonald seems like he might be getting his team kind of on a run. They still got some concerns on the, on the mound. They got to figure out, but uh, hopefully knock on wood, some health will help them out there. Offense seems like it's starting to click. Some guys are starting to find their swings coming off a really big win last night, Tuesday night in Lexington against rival Kentucky, beating the Cats. 12 to 5 coming off a 2 to 1 weekend win, a series win over Virginia and have Pittsburgh this weekend. So, uh looks like things are, are continuing to trend in the right direction for Dan McDonald. Yeah, I mean, it, it all depends. I mean, it really does all depend on uh on the health. I mean, it really and truly uh if they can get some of these pitchers back and healthy, uh, then, then they're going to be the team we all thought they would be at the beginning of the year. I, I think they are, even if they don't get the health back. I think they're close to that team we thought they were at the beginning of the year because I honestly think their offense might be a little bit better than we even anticipated. Um, the, the, the problem with not getting the pitchers back and the problem you know, with what's happened so far is these games that they have lost, like last Friday night at um, uh, at Virginia, when they lose them in the end, when they can't hold a lead in the end, that's the thing that's killing their RPI. And yeah. uh, I was trying to check here while we're talking. I believe just goes to show you what a, a road win can do, because last night that road win pushed them up nine spots. Uh, in the in the RPI, so they're they're up nine spots uh, in the RPI after the victory last night, um, and, and that just shows you too. Like this, uh, for example, right above them, Louisville's fifty. Right above them, they're at forty nine. Is Wake Forest? Wake Forest went up fifteen spots, fourteen spots uh, after beating Western Carolina, um, who was ranked. RPI in the top 30 going into the last night. You know, I mean, so I, you don't know what the committee is going to do with the RPI, but you have to worry and wonder about it. If you're Louisville, you have to make sure you take care of some of these games down the road uh, that that have good RPI games and that you don't slip up anymore this season. And we're going to dig into that. We've got a great guest coming up, Aaron Fitt, the co-editor and national writer from D1Baseball.com. Should have mentioned that at the beginning, but he's going to be joining uh, the podcast here shortly. And, and obviously, as you know, Jody, one of the best minds uh, in college baseball out there. So we're going to dig into what Louisville has, what it needs to do, uh, its chances to get back to Omaha uh, with Aaron as well. But like you, I'm getting uh, you know kind of you know a little more confident than I was a couple weeks ago, I mean, the, the, the struggles with the pitching staff, especially obviously mostly out of the pen because of those injuries, you know, were, were concerning. You bring up the you're not being able to hold the, the lead late against Virginia. Um, you know, that's been something that has raised its ugly head a number of times. It's cost them some, you know, really 
midweek losses that they shouldn't have lost, uh, you know, if, if we're being honest, which is really is one of the reasons why their, their RPI is where it is. Uh, but they do have some opportunities coming up um, this weekend. Uh, Pitt's coming into Jim Patterson Stadium. I have some weather to deal with. But when the schedule came out, that looked like a series. Okay, it should be, you know, not don't want to say there's any easy sweeps, but that was a weekend that you think, okay, Louisville should take care of business that weekend. Well, now fast forward nine, you know, nine weeks into the season, and Pittsburgh's one of the surprise teams in the country sitting at number – 16 and a couple of the national polls. So uh, obviously every ACC series is important. Um, but when you're talking RPI, you're thinking ahead to, to potentially hosting, uh, you know, a series like this, you know, are even a little more elevated. Yeah. You know, Pitt, when you look at Pitt, uh, as Louisville has them for three this weekend, they're 19 in the RPI. So if you win, if you can win this series, it really helps you. They've won eight of their last 10 games. They're nine and four on the road. They swept Florida State at Florida State, one nothing, seven to two, and nine to seven in thirteen innings. But then they lost two of three at Duke, and then they won two of three at Georgia Tech. So their first nine, uh, their first twelve conference games were on the road. Uh, first twelve conference games were on the road, and that was two two out of three series wins against Georgia Tech and Virginia, a sweep of Florida State, and they lost two of three to Duke. So kind of a crazy um, way to for them uh, because, of the, I guess, because of the weather. They couldn't, you know, they didn't host games early in the year. But, you know, they, they swept Miami a little later in the season. And then last weekend, um, they won two out of three against North Carolina, a very good pit team that Louisville is going to have to be on their A game for. Louisville, first of all, they really need – I want to see one weekend when all three days the pitching is good because yeah. we've seen glimpses of it here and there. It's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. I'm not, I'm not sure what they're going to do as far as, uh, um, you know, how they're going to do it or whatever. But I think we know now it's going to be Michael Curie and it's going to be Luke Seed and it's going to be uh, uh, Luke Smith. Those are the three pitchers I think we're going to consistently see now. So they just got to take care of business. Yeah, and Luke Smith looked, you know, had his, I, I would say his best outing of the year this past weekend at uh, at Virginia. And obviously, as we've mentioned multiple times, if those guys that are on the DL and the ones that aren't out for the year, but the guys that are on the DL, they, they can slowly start to to get their way back. We saw Glenn Albanese, you know, for a minute, wasn't a great outing at all. So um, they're going to be a little bit more patient with him. But, you know, we've been talking offense and, you know, and, and really it's, as you mentioned, it's starting to, you know, not only meet the expectations, but maybe eat, exceed those expectations. I mean, you look at uh, Alex Benellis, I mean, starts off the year, gets his average under 100 as we're into March. And, you know, just since, uh, I guess, over the last couple of weeks since Kentucky visited, uh, Jim Patterson Stadium. He's now 14 of 36, so he's 389 uh, with 12 runs scored, 20 RBIs, six home runs uh, during that span. And Dalton Rushing, another power bat that Dan McDonald has talked highly of since uh, he came to UofL. Um, just in his last few games, you know, he's eight for 16 in his last 16 appearances, so hitting 500 in his last 16 at-bats, four runs scored, 10 RBIs, has hit a th home run in his three last three starts. So, um, you know, and Levi Usher, if they can get his bat warmed up, you know, that's a pretty really scary lineup. Yeah, no, it really is. And, uh, you know, you're talking about a lineup that now 
that we've seen this year, uh, Trey Leonard, uh, that now that we've seen Trey Leonard hit like like we didn't know that he could quite honestly yeah, I mean yeah. I, I mean I think we, I think we you know everybody hopes that but you just didn't know that Trey Leonard could do what Trey Leonard is doing it really makes and gives um, Dan McDonald a lot of options when when Trey Leonard can do uh, what Trey Leonard has done in the last six or seven weeks I think Trey Leonard has batted second, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth in the lineup, you know, so you can pretty much put him anywhere and he's still going to get hits. You've got, you know, you've got Henry and Benellis that are going to stay in there and the other parts are movable, you know, kind of movable parts. When Cooper Bowman gets on base and Trey Leonard is is in the lineup, it gives you basically uh, two leadoff guys, you know, somewhere in that lineup that, that Leonard is kind of like another leadoff guy. You know, right now, the guy that's struggling right now is Christian Napchek, and, and he's still gotten on base some, and, and he's still hitting a good percentage for the season. You're going to have those ups and those downs and those struggles and those things that you've got, but I think Louisville has enough firepower that, that they can alleviate, they can overcome some of that. I mean, think about it. Dalton Rushing didn't play almost, it was almost a month between starts, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, Ben Metzinger was hurt most of the year, early year, has gotten some reps, but we really haven't seen him a whole lot. Um, you know, there's just guys, there's options there. Um, you know, think about Ben Bianco. We talked in the preseason about can Ben Bianco be the starting first baseman for Louisville? You know what? He's not even he's not even playing. He's not even seeing time. There's no way to take some of these guys out of the lineup with what they're doing. And I think that that is going to continue to make this look. The, the offense is going to keep getting runs. They're going to keep scoring a lot of runs. There's going to be those nights, um, you know, that uh, that crazy things happen, like the you know three runs against uh, uh, the three runs against uh, Notre Dame, or the Sunday when they didn't they didn't hit uh, against um, you know against uh, Wake Forest. Some things are going to happen like that, but if Louisville can clean up the defense and can make the pitching more consistent, then uh, I, I love where this team is headed. Uh, they've got uh, the next six games, to me, are important. If you can go four and, and two or five and one, home against Pittsburgh and at Clemson, I think that probably raises your RPI into the 30s. Then you've got that Vanderbilt game on May the 4th. It's at home. So if you lose it, Vanderbilt's in the top three or four in RPI. You're not going to come down a whole lot. If you win it, you're going to move up into the top 25. And then that sets up for that weekend when on that Monday, May 10th, is when they announce the, the regional pairings. And quite honestly, that's what you're looking for. Before the final six games of the year, you're going to know who's going to host these uh, NCAA regionals and super regionals. And if Louisville can do their, their damage between now and then, then I think you're going to, I think you see that, uh, um, I, I think you see that they're going to be hosting. Yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting because obviously it's a little bit different this year because of how the NCAA, the NCAA is going to 
and, and you know manage and, and announce the host before the season's over because of uh, you know they want to make sure you know they've got safety protocols because of the pandemic and all that uh, in place for once the postseason does start. Um, excited to bring on our guest Aaron Pitt from D1 Baseball, but before I let you go, Jody, um, what, what do you think the odds are of them making back to Omaha? You think they're pretty strong still? I do think it's pretty strong, and I do, th and I think it's strong because they're so good. They're so good offensively. Um, look, pitching is going to take you a long way. Pitching is going to win a lot of games. We've seen that over time at Louisville. But when you are really, really, really good offensively, that can take you a long way as well. I think Louisville. I think Louisville slugs their way back to Omaha. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you, and, and but. I think once you get to Omaha, things shift a little bit. That's kind of a pitcher's park. Yep. They certainly need to clean things up. But, uh, um, but you know, good stuff. Uh, and now we'll, we'll bring on our, our great guest from D1 Baseball, Aaron Fitt, here joining us on the CardsCast. Excited to be joined by our guest, Aaron Fitt of D1 Baseball. He's a co-editor and national writer from D1 Baseball, one of the greatest uh, guys in the college baseball game, knows, knows the stuff uh, across the country. Aaron Fitt joining us here on the Cards Cast. Aaron, appreciate you taking some time with us here real quick. My pleasure. It's good to be with you. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we've talked a number of times and uh, in the past as Dan McDonald has continued to build this uh, fantastic program that he's got rolling here at Louisville, and, and, and 2021 is – kind of got the same going. He's, you know, it's got a little bit different story to it. He's got some hiccups he's, he's got to figure out, and we'll get to that. But uh, when you look at this uh, Louisville squad, and, and they just came off a, an impressive win on Tuesday night at Kentucky, uh, defeating the Wildcats 12-5, uh, to 5, um, you know, improving to 23-11 and 11 overall. Um, when you look at Louisville, what's your, what's your quick synopsis from a national perspective on, on this McDonald team? Well, I think they're the class of ACC as usual, you know, um, and, and there's other teams that have um, have a claim for that. I mean, Notre Dame's had a great year for any techs having a banner year, Pittsburgh. But, um, you know, who if you got to bet on one of these ACC teams to make an Omaha run, I think everyone's going to bet on Louisville unless you're, you know, in that Notre Dame dugout maybe. But um, th this team, you know, they're I, I still really like the lineup. Um they need to get better on defense. You know, they've got some things to figure out on the mound, but um, it's just, it feels like business as usual. You know, it's been a little bit more of a bumpy road this year. They got some, some bad losses early on and um, they didn't play a very good non-conference schedule for the most part. Some of these midweek games are starting to help that a little bit, but um, so there, there are warts on the resume, but ultimately it's still Louisville. They're still a top 10 team as, uh, as every year. Yeah, coming into the season, you know, a lot of, you know, us locally and I know some nationally as well, um, kind of describe this Louisville team as one that's going to have a fantastic offense, um, but a, a pitching staff that kind of still needs to, to find itself. And But they look like they had the arms. Um, and as you mentioned, they, they've got some work to do on the mound. Um, the offense seems to be there, but they've been hit by the injury bug, as many know, you know, about a number of guys on the mound losing their reliever, Jared Poland, to a foot injury. Glenn Albanese, uh, who started the season as their Friday starter, he's been, you know, pretty much out for almost the entire year. Now, you know, it sounds like some of those guys are going to be coming back. Could that be a kind of a blessing in disguise when some of your key pitchers, you know, knock on wood, you know, their arms are going to perform like they do, like they're expected to. But can that kind of be, a, you know, a blessing in disguise for, for Louisville in that situation? Yeah, you know, you're right. They, they've kind of had to hang in there uh, despite the injuries. And so now it kind of feels like you're you're making a, a, a trade deadline move here to bolster your team down the stretch uh, when you start getting, you know, some of these guys back. And, you know, obviously Albanese has 
big time stuff. I mean, if he can stay healthy, he can be a, a serious weapon, whether they use him as a starter or in the bullpen. Um, but, uh, you know, th- the fact is that they've been able to hold together, you know, less than full strength. I think that's really encouraging. It, it shows that this team has some, some grit, um, you know, and, and it's, it's adversity is something that every team has to go through some more than others. And when you overcome a lot of it and, you know, then you start to get, really strong later in the year when you get healthier, uh, boy, it feels like those kind of teams often make a run. Yeah, and when you talk about Louisville, and again, we're joined by D1 Baseball co-editor and national writer Aaron Fitt here on the Cards Cast. When you talk about Louisville, um, thus far, you know, offense is the, has been the storyline, and really that's got to start with Henry Davis. I mean, the, the catcher behind the plate, um, I mean, obviously drew a lot of accolades for what he may do during the preseason, and he certainly has lived up to that billing to this point. Yeah, he was our player of the year in the country at the midway point, Um, you know, just having an incredible season and doing it at a a premium position, you know, and uh, I I look at what he's done defensively. Last I checked, he'd thrown out about uh, 50% of base runners. So, I I mean, it's, you know, he's really doing a great job with with that piece of it as well. Um, You know, he's he's handling that staff well, uh, doing the the receiving and the blocking stuff. In addition to the throwing, we knew he always had a strong arm, but I think he's become just a more polished defender over time. Um, but of course what he's doing offensively is so loud, you know, he's hitting almost 400. He's hitting for power. Uh, he's got twice as many walks as strikeouts. He's got 10 stolen bases for a catcher. I mean, it's crazy how he's filled up every piece of the stat line, just, a, uh, an awesome player having a big time year. And of course, Alex Bedellis, you know, he's another guy that a lot of people are familiar with, um, really struggled out of the gate. I mean, his average actually dipped below a hundred. If, if you can believe that as we went through, you know, into March, um, during the early stages of the season. But, wow, I mean, he's another guy that is one of the hottest hitters in the country right now. I mean, he's, you know, hitting about 400 in, you know, in, over the last couple of weeks. His, really, his power is really starting to show up. Once he, now that it seems like his bat is getting going, as well as another guy like Dalton Rushing, another guy, another power guy who's starting to get his bat going, what can that do to an already, you know, impressive offensive club like Louisville? Yeah, it's kind of similar to what we were talking about on the mound, right? I mean, yeah. they, they, they kept it together despite a couple of their, their um, heavy hitters starting very slow. And, boy, you're right. I mean, Benellis was uh, – it was ugly for a while there. When you look at the stats, you'd be like, what the heck is going on? I mean, he's Alex Benellis. He's, he's a <laughs> Team USA guy. He's a, you know, high-round pick. Um, and now, of course, you look at it and he's got 10 home runs and he's, you know, he's slugging 570 and here comes the batting average. And it's like, okay, you know, it's, it just took a little longer. Uh, but that's why we have to remind ourselves not to be fooled by that small sample size stuff because baseball is a, is a long, long slog. Um, and usually, you know, the cream rises to the top. And, and he's a premium talent and he's playing like it now. And, and, and rushing, you mentioned, I mean, that's a guy that, you know, Dan McDonald has been, has been talking up since he showed up on campus as, as a, as a power threat. And uh, we're kind of, we were waiting for it to click and it, it seems like it's clicking now. And so I feel like with, you know, with those two guys, with, with Cameron Masterman, with Davis um, and then Cooper Bowman, the, the Juco transfer, I mean, uh, you got some some real, you know, heavy artillery in this lineup. Of course, we all know about the speed. And now it's just a matter of can they get Levi Usher going? I mean, this is yeah. the guy that was a preseason All-American also that still has, has kind of been scuffling. But he's got big talent. I mean, I, you know, and he was so good last year in that shortened season. I, I had huge expectations for him this year, maybe unfairly huge expectations mm-hmm. um, because he can fly uh, and he has still impacted the game with, with his stolen base numbers. But um, he's got that rifle arm in right field. And, and then, of course, that's a weapon still, even if he's not hitting. Um, but he's got power too. And, 
you know, maybe there's some questions from scouts about the hit tool long-term and the approach, uh, but he does have, have real whip in that bat. And um, I feel like as we head down the stretch, he's going to make a run and, and maybe contribute a little bit more offensively, which will make this team even, even more dangerous. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen what Levi can do on the Bates bats, and he actually, you know, you mentioned his arm. I mean, he had a, a cannon last night that uh, would have gotten, a, a, you know, unfortunately Henry Davis wasn't able to, to snag the ball, but, uh, you know, on a, a deep sacrifice fly to, to right field. And, I mean, the ball was on the money and would easily have, have nailed the U.K. runner on a, on a tag-up. Uh, but, I mean, the guy's got the package. And, if, and like you said, Aaron, if he can get that back going, um, yeah, that just makes this uh, impressive Louisville lineup even tougher. Um, hey, at, at you guys at D1Baseball.com, uh, you know, today you've got uh, your, your new projected field of 64s as we're moving along, you know, through nine weeks now. It seems like it's crazy to believe the baseball season is that far into it already. Um, and you've got Louisville as a, as a host at, with the 15, at the 15th spot. Um, talk a little bit about, the, I guess, your thought process and why Louisville falls there at this point. Yeah, that's uh, just based on the RPI, you know, and yeah. really it, it's, it's kind of just a, a statement about our conviction in Louisville that we have them hosting, even though they were, when we put the seal together, they were number 59 in the RPI. And you don't see teams even come close to sniffing a host spot if you're 59th in the RPI. Now, we figured that would come up some. They needed to win, you know, a couple of these midweek games were really key. In, in Kentucky last night, we saw just that one. Um, you know, they won that game and then they jumped nine spots. So they're up to 50. Um, it needs to keep on climbing. But I, but I think if they can get it up into the 30s um, and they win the ACC, then I, I think they host despite the fact that it's not a typical hosting RPI. Um, and so that's, that's kind of why we have them hosting, but why we have them as, as a low host. I mean, uh, even if they win the league, I, I can't imagine them being a top eight seed if their RPI is you know, outside the top 30. And, and I think it's going to be a real challenge to get it too much better than that. Yeah. Um, they might be able to get it into the 20s, but uh, I don't think they're going to be in the teens when, when it's all said and done, unless maybe, you know, a bunch of ACC tournament games give them opportunity to make a very late boost. Um, but, you know, at that point, the hosts will have long been determined. The hosts are determined on May 10th of this year because of COVID. So um, the next three weeks are critical for everybody. I think if Louisville's in first place on, on May 10th, they host. Um, and, you know, maybe they wind up hosting as a two seed uh, if the RPI doesn't do what it needs to do, but uh, it should they should still have enough to to have a regional you know and of course you know it's it's going to be interesting you know this year as you mentioned it's a little bit different uh with the host schools and how the NCAA is going to be handled but of course it always leads to Omaha Dan McDonald's had his team out there you know five times they're shooting for another one still trying to get that elusive uh national championship um how important is it for them to get that pitching going if they really want to you know fulfill that goal of getting back to Omaha yeah, you, you got to have that piece figured out. I mean, you, you, you know, you just don't see teams win the national title uh, with suspect pitching. I mean, I don't think anybody, especially a TD Ameritrade, you know, the way it plays, it's a pitcher's park. Yeah. Nobody, nobody slugs their way to the, to the championship in Omaha anymore. Um, and so, yeah, they got to get that piece figured out. And it's, it's a little jarring to look at a Louisville staff and, and see some of the struggles that they've had. Uh, but again, the injuries play a big part in that. And, you know, Luke Smith kind of underachieved for a lot of the season and, and maybe, you know, his, his strong outing in Charlottesville will be kind of a, a springboard for him because this is a guy with, you know, serious pedigree now. I mean, he, he pitched on the biggest stage against Vanderbilt uh, in the college world series and pitched great. Um, so we know what he can do. And he's, he's, he's a real asset on that staff if he can pitch up to his abilities here down the stretch. So I, I still feel like with, with Michael Kirian and, and Luke Smith, um, you, you got a good one too there, 
you know, if, if Smith emerges the way I think he can. And, and I know Luke Seed has been pretty good there in a starting role for him as well. I mean, a, a lefty with quality stuff. And, you know, and you got Albanese as, as kind of a wild card. So it feels like they have enough starting pitching. Um, the pieces in the bullpen are still pretty good there. I mean, lots of left-handed options. Um, and, and, you know, if Jared Poland, I don't know what, what Poland's time frame is, but, uh, boy, that's a big piece if he can come back and give him a boost. Again, uh, Aaron Fit from D1 Baseball here with us. And before I let you go, Aaron, uh, maybe I could put you on the, on the spot a little bit. What, what do you think Louisville has good odds of making that run back to, uh, to the College World Series? And if you had to pick, you know, one, two or three teams that you think might win at all at this point, uh, who's going to get your nod at this point? Well, to answer the first part, yeah, I mean, I, I still think Louisville has a real, has a real good shot. Um, you know, it's, at this point, this program's kind of earned the benefit of the doubt. Uh, they're they're on a run right now over this last <laughs> the last fifteen years, really. But yeah. you know, it, it seems like especially lately, they've once you kind of learn how to get to Omaha, uh, it makes it easier to get back there as a program, uh, even with a different group of players. I mean, the coaches that the experience that the coaches have leading teams to Omaha that that matters, um, and it just becomes kind of ingrained in the program's DNA. It feels like so. Yeah, and, and this team, you know, talent-wise, they're very talented. We, I mean, I think it's one of the better lineups in the country on paper. I, I really am, am kind of baffled by how poorly they've defended because I thought it was going to be a high-level defense too. Um, so that, that piece they need to figure out for sure. I think they're fielding 965. That's not, mm -hmm. that's not something you see for an Omaha team. So if they can clean that up, um, I like their chances. And uh, as far as teams that, that are on my short list to win it all, I mean, I, I just think it kind of starts with the SEC. You know, I mean, Vanderbilt and Arkansas, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Um, you know, those four teams for me, boy, they really stand out. And, and especially the teams with the, the, the high-end starting pitching. Yeah. You know, Vandy, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, they all have really good starting pitching. Arkansas doesn't really have that kind of starting pitching, but they've got a very deep pitching staff. They've got maybe the best offense in the country and, and also an elite defense. So um, I think that formula also works pretty well. Hey, Aaron, I appreciate uh, you taking some time with us. And hopefully our, our paths will bump here during the postseason and we can say hello in person. But uh, appreciate you taking some time with us here on the Cardscast. My pleasure, Michael. Enjoyed it. Again, appreciate Aaron Fitt, the co-editor and national writer for D1Baseball.com, uh, joining us here on the Cardscast. I recommend checking out their work. Uh, obviously, they, they released their top 25 every Monday, but they, as mentioned with him, they've just released uh, their updated look at the field of 64 projections that they have. Again, have Louisville as a 15 national seed hosting. Um, and as he explained, and as Jody and I discussed, you know, that's much because of uh, where their RPI currently sits. So um, make sure you go check out his fantastic work uh, at D1Baseball.com. The, the week ahead, as we discussed, Pittsburgh this weekend at Jim Patterson Stadium, number 16th ranked Panthers are coming in for a three-game set, uh, an important series, as all ACC series are. Um, but when you're talking postseason, it even kind of ratchets up the importance uh, a little bit more. Uh, so big series there. And then as Jody and I discussed earlier, they've got a trip to Clemson coming up. No midweek game uh, next week. Again, kind of an oddity for this year. But then on May 4th, after the Clemson series uh, in Clemson, South Carolina, Louisville welcomes, you know, top five Vanderbilt into Jim Patterson Stadium, which has become a great annual rival. Um, and then that following weekend, Duke visits uh, Jim Patterson Stadium. And then the Cardinals hit the road for the last time in the regular season. May 14th through 16th for a three-game series at North Carolina before they wrap up their regular season at home at Jim Patterson Stadium, May 20th. 
through 22nd. That's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, as they always do to close their season as the college season winds up on that Saturday, May 22nd, as the Hurricanes from Miami, who was the preseason pick, by the way, to win the Coastal Division. It's been kind of a, a weird year. Pitt was projected in the bottom of that uh, division. Obviously, they're doing a lot better than uh, than anticipated. Notre Dame was projected to finish in the bottom of the Atlantic. Uh, they're also uh, a highly rated team right now, far exceeding expectations. So really a, a lot of key series coming up to, to finish this stretch for Louisville, which, uh, again, can, continues to be you know one of the teams that uh, many are looking forward to as being able to be able to get through the postseason and make their way back to Omaha. So stay tuned to Cardinal Authority as we continue to give you in-depth coverage on their 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 progress on their road to Omaha. And of course, uh, we'll be there throughout uh, the postseason and certainly we'll take you along for the ride to Omaha should the Cardinals make a sixth trip to the College World Series. This has been a special baseball edition of the Cardscast, your weekly podcast from Cardinal Authority.